Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Booker has it at the top of the key against Trent Forrest defensively. Takes one dribble past him, then puts up a left-hand runner in the lane and knocked it down right on top of Trent Forrest. Comes Chris Paul into the forecourt, gets a screen from Sticks. Right elbow jumper up and in. Oh my gosh, Hassan Whiteside literally just ran up on a Suns player and blasted him with the game on the line. Got a technical foul and an offensive foul and just cost the Jazz any chance at all to win this game. Hands to Booker. Dominated the first quarter at 21. He now has 40. He works to his left hand. He swings through. He fires and fades and hits. And Hassan Whiteside just cost the Jazz any chance. Wow. A little critical towards my man, Hassan Whiteside. And justified. What a stupid thing to do. You watch the replay? Go play Sundays, buddy. Come on, man. No other way to say it. We ain't cheerleading now after that. The Jazz lose to the Phoenix Suns, 105-97. to Starters are out. Jazz lost. And Jazz played, and they've lost, and I got one thing to say. Donovan's out, and so is Rudy, too. Jazz. When will you play? I just made that up, man. I got you, baby. <laughs> no, I told you to have me. Sonny and Sure. Why is that appropriate? It's Groundhog Day. You's all seen the movie Groundhog Day? Doesn't that seem like the Jazz right now? They play. They're missing key guys. They lose. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're playing competitive games, I guess. If you want to give them that, let's give them that. I've got no problem giving them that. They're 30 and 19 now. They are dropping like my 401k. Maybe they'll get some guys back, particularly the big two. And then we'll see what we got. All right. We'll hit some of that. This morning, they've got a road game tomorrow. Memphis Grizzlies, a team that's ahead of them. We'll see if calf strain go bare and concussion protocol Mitchell. That's what's the problem, if those guys can overcome that and get back in the lineup. And I certainly don't think they're dogging it by any stretch. It's just the situation that the Jazz are having to face, and they're losing. What are you going to do, as they say? All right. 97.5, the zone. Hashtag NBA. 
Hornets dissecting the Pacers defense in the second half. And they will win by 32. 158 to 126. The final. The Hornets set a franchise scoring record. Coffee straight away. Screen to his left from Zubats. He drives down the left alley. Coffee whip it far side corner. Bledsoe with a pump fake in the three ball. That's good. Eric Bledsoe. Thomas got lost. He lost the basketball. Loose ball down to Najee. Outlet pass Rivers and another three. Got it again. Austin Rivers with the smooth 20 points and 17 minutes. Morant around an Adams screen now. Out to the top. Going to go off the bounce. Has Eubanks at the three-point line. Steps into a three as Eubanks backs away. Hits the front iron the window and goes. Ring it up. Luca right-hand dribble. Bounce pass. Dwight Powell. Wraparound pass. Right side. Dorian Finney-Smith. Jalen Brunson. Gives to Luca Inside the paint. The spin move. And he connects. Those are some of your highlights for the night in the NBA. We'll start with how it relates to the Jazz. Memphis is the team ahead of them, and Memphis stays ahead of them. Memphis picks up a game, actually, because they've got no problem beating the Grizzlies. 118, or the Spurs, I should say. The Grizzlies are 33-17. and 17. Jazz are 30-19. and 19. So, there you go. Draw, draw Morant, another 41 points, man. He's rocking a free world. Pirtle had a nice game for the Spurs, but they're reversed. They're 18-31, going nowhere. But at least we get to see somebody who knows how to change the world. I don't know if he can uh, get the team better, but he can fix all the world's problems, that's for sure, especially our countries. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, who are right behind the Jazz, 28-21. and 21. They beat the Trailblazers. Everybody's beating the Trailblazers. Not as bad as the Spurs. Trailblazers are still 20-28. Uh, Brunson had 20 points. Uh, Doncic only had like 15. He had a quiet night. Uh, but the uh, Mavs playing some good ball. Porzingis led them in scoring. He had a nice game. Seems like he's been hurt for about three years. But there you go. The Nuggets. Now you got to give the Nuggets credit, man. All the injuries they've had. Still five games over 500. They beat the watered down Nets. Uh, Jokic. 26 points, 10 boards. It's what he does. Just a phenomenal player. Fun to watch, for sure. The Hornets. How about those guys, man? 158 points. They do not have a quarter in which they score less than 33. And in the third and fourth quarters, they go 42. And then in the fourth quarter, they go 45 points. Wow. 158, man. I think that's a franchise record is what I read for them. And they really didn't go off anybody individually. Well, I take that Brad, I take that back. Oubre, Kelly Oubre Jr. had the night of his life. 39 points coming off the bench. Now, he's been bouncing around a bunch of different teams. A 10 of 15 from three. Yeah, retire now because I don't know that you're ever going to Terrence man that again. And Hayward's out. I think he's got a foot injury. They didn't need him, obviously. And our guy, Lamello, a ball. Nice player, man. You got to acknowledge it. We haven't heard much from LeVar lately. Thank goodness. I drove by their community last weekend, Chino Hills. He had 29 points, 13 assists, and 10 boards. Four, five from three. Yeah, way to go. He's a player. They shot 53% 53% from three. They took 45 and made 24. 58% from the field. And that was the night of a lifetime for those guys as a collective unit. 
Now, how about this? If I would have told you after 49 games that the Cavaliers and the Jazz would have the same record and the Cavaliers would be ahead of the Bucks in the Eastern Conference standings, would you have, as they say up here, would you have bought in it? Would you have bought in it, Yach? I would have bought in it. How about Megs? Was Megs, would she have bought in it? <laughs> well, that's true. The Cavaliers and the Bucks square off last night, and the Cavaliers get them 115 to one to 99. Again, that, that's that's great to see. You know, when they got LeBron, they're on top of the world, but then he leaves them twice. And you'd think that, oh, man, they're going to really struggle. Well, they're not really struggling. They got a young nucleus, and they're playing well. Good for them. And when they came in here, Donovan Mitchell singled out Garland, right? Said he should make the All-Star team. Didn't he say that? Yeah. There you go. I mean, Mitchell follows the game, obviously. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to that. And uh, Garland playing well. 19-8 and eight for the Cavs. Kevin Love seemed like uh, he was either going to be traded or be hurt or maybe just retire, go out to Oregon and do what they do over there where he's from. No, he had 25 points, nine boards. Good for the elder statesman on that team. It's fun to see some new teams and other guys that maybe you count out in the small market or smaller markets anyway and see their thing. And I think played in that game. He had 26 and nine. But good on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like to see it. All right, that's your NBA right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college basketball. Bearstow back to Ashworth. Swings across court to Bean. Bean straightaway three. Yes, sir! Justin Bean! Screen from Dorius. Back to Ashworth for three. Yes! It's rain of threes. Hallelujah! Bean for three. Get in there. No good. Couldn't get it to go. Butler with the rebound. But it skipped out of his hands. The deflection and the steal. Utah State. Idle Rock with the ball. Aggies so great defensively. Down low. Throw down. Dunk. Bearstow all by himself. Aggies up by 13. 68-55. Justin Bean, the distributor. Might have broken the back of the Aztecs. Is that like Chance the Rapper? Justin Bean, the distributor? I like it. Three and threes, hallelujah. Scotty's having some fun. Wow, it was a great night at the Spectrum. You know, the Ags had come into this game on a four-game losing streak, right? And they just look like uh, at one and five in the conference. I mean, they're obviously not going to win it. Maybe they can get hot in Vegas. But, you know, how bad was it going to get? The San Diego State's on the other end. They were three and one in the conference. Eleven and four. Uh, you know, a pretty good team. They usually have a pretty good team. But no, man, they got beat. I'm impressed. Flicking back and forth in that game. And the Aggies, they, they, they built that 13-point lead, and then the, the Aztecs came back, and then the Aggies win going away, 75-57. to 57. Justin Bean Bryant didn't have a great shooting night, but he still had a double-double, as he usually does, 13 points, 13 boards. My contention that he's the best player in the state. I stand by it. And little Ashworth, he's a Utah County kid, isn't he? Did he go to Timview? Lone Peak. Lone Peak. Yeah. Lone Peak. One of the one of the rare Lone Peak that have not gone to BYU. Ashworth. Now he's a bro, right? He went on a mission and all that yep. stuff. Yep. 
Yeah, he's a smaller dude. Five of ten. That's 17 points. Five assists. Plays 37 minutes. Uh, Jones was out. I think he's in concussion protocol. So that opened up some more time. And Ashworth play, playing well. And I look at the prep standings. What about old Lone Peak? They're like 0-4 in their region. What happened? I thought they were a dynasty. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, it's so good to see, isn't it? No, just, just teasing. Relax. <laughs> we call them Lone Peak Tech. What were you calling them? BYU Alpine, that's what it was, right? <laughs> yeah, when they had everybody going yeah, and they BYU were going to go to yep. they were going to go to multiple Sweet 16s and they went to Zipola. Not one, not two. <laughs> oh, nice. You're going LeBron the other way. Ah, well, you got all caught up in that. Speaking of that, the uh Utes, they go down in defeat. Played at Washington State. They got blown out basically. Nine straight. Now. Yeah. What are they 1 and 10 in league? What the heck they beat? I can't even remember. Was it Cal? Was it? I don't remember. I'd have to look that up. And with Nerd Boy here, I uh, lose my guy who just looks up random stuff to entertain himself. So I don't know. But they fall again. Uh, I tried to watch some of that game, but it got away. Uh, didn't really work for me. I mean, they're 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 in a reload. Re, they're, they're in a bigger rebuild than I thought. I mean, did not have much expectation for them this year. And Smith was juggling his lineup. Carlson came back. I did see that. And some guys who'd been getting more time, Batten and, and Jenkins. It was Cal. They, yeah, they beat Cal. Good for, good for them. Maybe they get I still think they can get a couple more wins. But most likely their season will end in about uh, six weeks on that Wednesday in Vegas and then Craig Smith will go to work and try to rebuild this team as quicker quicker than maybe he thought he needed because when he went into this season he was talking about how he had success at at North Dakota was it or was it South Dakota South Dakota and then some other place he'd been before that never heard of it and at Utah State you know they were surprised that first year and I get what he was trying to do put a spin on it but it didn't work they're not going to do that this season Tonight, we got the Weber State Wildcats in a Big Sky game against Northern Colorado. It's at 6 p.m. You can watch that on ESPN+. Plus. I don't have ESPN+, Plus, but I know Yach does. So if you want to go over to his house, he'd be more than happy to Come have on by. you. Just uh, direct message me or uh, email me, and I'll give you his address. And he'll be waiting for you for sure. I'll get the hors d'oeuvres ready. Yeah, that's a tough word to spell. I'll tell you right now. That is. Now, this is an important game as far as the regular season because you got Weber State sitting there at 7-1 and and Northern Colorado sitting there at 5-1. and So, obviously, that's the first and second place team because then you got both Montana's and SUU. All three of those teams have two losses. So... It'll uh, be an interesting game. Now, the, the Cats, they're 14-5. Uh, the Bears of Northern Colorado, they're only 10-8. and eight, But that doesn't matter. It's, it's far, as far as the big sky and who can win the regular season. The Cougs play, of course. They play Santa Clara. Santa Clara is one of these classic, as I see it, West Coast Conference teams to where, Hey, that wouldn't be so bad to go to school in Santa Clara. I've been up there many times to their campus. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's right below Stanford. 
It's BYU's first trip yeah. there since 2018. Too. Yeah, because they've uh, Mark Few complained, so they're not playing everybody in the conference every single year in a home and away like they had traditionally done. So, uh, but they don't really ever have uh, a team that you care about. I mean, they're two and two in the league, 12 and seven overall. So they're not bad. But the Cougars got a chance to go 18 and four. And I don't know, what can you say? Keep pace with Gonzaga? I don't think they're going to beat Gonzaga. They got Gonzaga in what, uh, nine days? Yeah, a week from Saturday. At uh, Marriott Center. I'm sure that place will be rocking. And would like to see the Cougs uh, find a way to win their games uh, until then, which I think they will. They're playing good ball, good enough ball anyway. UVU versus Chicago State. Now, that BYU game is Santa Clara's 9 o'clock. Man, so dang late if you got to get up early. On ESPNU and UVU going to Chicago State, 6 p.m. All right, that's your college hoop right here with DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Obviously a really good team if you want to do the things that we want to do. That's a team that you're going to have to beat every single year. You know, the AFC has run through them for, for four straight years. So, you know, we're excited about the opportunity. Like if they're like, you know, you got to decide right now, right yeah. the second if you're playing next year. I, I would say no right now. It's two days after the season. I'd be like, no, I'm not playing. Like way too soon. But like you got to give it some time. You got to rest. I would say to see how everything goes, you know, how everything plays out. Well, we'll start with the latter. That's uh, Gronkola talking about what he wants to do. Gronkola? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Is he going to play? Is he going to retire? Saying if it's right now, he's talking about retiring. He's already retired once, I guess, right? He did. Set out for an entire season. Yeah. And that was uh, two seasons ago. And then he came back last year and obviously won the Super Bowl. Uh, See where he's at. Seems like uh, he enjoys playing, but I, I wonder how much of his future is tied into Brady's. It is. No, there's absolutely no doubt. Because then what do they do at quarterback? I have no idea what they would do at quarterback if Tom Brady does not come back. And Brady, it did seem like in his comments, were the strongest we've seen as far as being aligned with retirement. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to retire, but it seemed like before all those years and he's been playing so long now obviously that as he got older it was telling you how much he wanted to play beyond what we thought possible you know 41 42 43 so forth now at 44 and maybe it was in the it was the next day but still the loss lingers and that was a tough loss for them i mean we thought that, that we thought that that was overtime right and we thought that the uh, Bills were going to win, neither of which happened. The other team coming back with the game-winning field goal and then the uh, KC with the game-tying field goal and winning in overtime. And that's Joe Burrow talking about facing the Chiefs. You know, Joe Burrow, we'll have Lincoln Kennedy on in about 10 minutes get uh, his thoughts, NFL dude, all the way for sure. You know, Burrow, there's two words that I look at him as I describe him right now. We'll, I'll run this by Lincoln. He's hot, and he's cocky. And that's a dangerous combo. I mean, my senior year on the weekends at ASU, I was hot, and I was cocky. Now, the only reason I was hot is because it's 107 degrees, obviously, right? I mean, that's why I was hot. But you were pre-med on Friday <laughs> nights, as we're all aware. 
Yeah, and that sometimes, you know, depending on my success, that would linger into early Sunday morning. So, uh, so you know, we can see on that. But Burrow is hot, and he is cocky. And Gronk's only 32 years old, man. It doesn't seem like he's just older than that. Seems like it. He's taken a lot of hits, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a... Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, he's got enough money. So, what do we got here? Todd McShay. Oh, I read this yesterday. Yeah. Pat Mahomes changing the way Todd McShay scouts for quarterbacks in the draft. Yes, Mahomes has poor pocket discipline. The PPD. He still drifts, weaves, and bails out. I I mean, that does sound like me on Friday night at Arizona State. I drifted, I weaved, and I bailed out many times. Let me tell you. I'm out. Later it got in the evening. The more I was drifting, the more I was weaving, the more I was bailing out. You get to like 3, 4 in the morning, boom, I totally bailed out, that's for sure. And yet he still at times throws off balance, leaning away and from different arm slots. He does do that. I love the arm slot stuff because that means you're making something out of nothing almost, you know, so to speak. He can do so many amazing things while facing irregular situations with his body contorted. I've tweaked the way I scout QBs in the years since, looking at the final result of the throw a little bit more than I had in the past. Footwork, pocket presence, and the tidy throwing motion all matter a great deal, but a quarterback's ability to find success even when the process isn't right is extremely important. That is so true. And I can, I've can i spoken to college guys who in town who are responsible for coaching quarterbacks and scouting quarterbacks. And I've, I've told them, I've asked them, how do you know? Because you go in these high school situations now, and a lot of these kids have all-star teammates. So they basically have all-star players and teams where you get guys that, you know, you get seven, eight, ten guys that are all difference makers, not in the boundary, and they're coming from other places. And then we had Riley Jensen on the other day talking about, well, yeah, John Beck, when he's working with Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, he's not working with them in real football situations. You know, he's working with them on a seven-on-seven or individually, whatever it might be. It's not totally pure football. So how in the world do you judge them? And Ludwig's talking about how it's important to see them in person. You must do that. Um... Aaron Roderick, too, because it seems like it's tricky. Like, if we knew then what we know of Zach Wilson, I mean, he would have been offered by everybody. You know what I mean? Who wouldn't have offered him? And the Wilson thing, kind of talking about what Mahomes does, well, Zach probably got a bump in some ways due to what he can do with his arm slot and the ability to kind of throw off kilter they're talking about. Right. Analyzing and scouting quarterbacks, man, it is so tough. So I can appreciate what McShay is talking about relative to Holmes. And then we got a, a breaking stories this morning. I saw that when I got up. Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett looking to be the new head coach at the Den- with the Denver Broncos. The first time as a head coach. Fourth different coach for them since the start of the 2016 season. Now I wonder, you know, he's the OC, and there's a quarterback there who tends to have drama. And what does that mean? And the Broncos have been searching for a quarterback forever. And supposedly him and Aaron Rodgers are very, very close. They're boys, if you will. Like me and Megan, we're boys. She's going to be producing the show next week. Yacht takes his three-week vacation. Jeez. 
You're going to ride every ride at Disney World 15 times? Sabbatical, yes. Sabbatical. Holy freak. There you go. All right. Where's the thing here? I don't see it, man. It's not on here. Am I missing it? Did you did you, you hang me out to dry? Shamrock Plumbing is not here. I do not see it on my list. Oh, brother. It's going to be that kind of morning, buddy? Or am I missing it? No, you're not missing it. Uh, some other people use some of our documents and apparently have decided that certain things don't need to exist. Oh, well, we'll then fire them. Because if it's not set up for me the way I want it. The West Training is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. They just do a great job. So get with Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. There you go. 801-295-1690. Mm-hmm. Shamrock Plumbing. All right, I already told you. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, our NFL expert, Lincoln Kennedy. And then it's Thursday. Joe Ingles is supposed to join us. He'll let us know when he gets up with the kids. And then we got two pair of jazz ticks for the Nuggets next week. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.